The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum everyone. Welcome to the Arise to Success show where we aim to highlight inspiring individuals and their journeys to success. My name is Jihad. I am your host. Throughout the show, if you have any questions or comments, please feel free to send those on 0779-481822. Today we have a lovely guest who is well known in the community, mashallah, and whom I have a lot of respect for. Hasina Rahman is the owner of a multi-award winning female combat club called Pink Diamond Martial Arts. She has over 20 years experience in combat sport with three black belts. Hasina is also a certified MMA coach and a qualified personal trainer, an author and a public speaker raising awareness on anti-bullying and confidence. Hasina, thank you so much for being here with us today and welcome to the Arise Success Show. How is your day going? Assalamu alaikum. I'm good. Alhamdulillah. How are you? Alhamdulillah, very well. Thank you very much. So, um, Hasina, I've had you in previous um, in a previous show in the past, and it's an honor to have you in this show again. So, um, thank you very much for being here. Now, this time you're sharing something a little different, which is your road to success, including the struggles, the rejections, and other challenges you've experienced that all led to your, to your success today, mashallah, and being an owner of a multi-award winning female combat club. So perhaps if we start with um, talking a little bit about what interested you to get into martial arts and where did it all start from? Um, martial arts was something that um, as a kid I wanted to do. So it was something that I was always kind of wanting to do, but my parents were like, no, girls, you know, the old mm. Asian parents, they didn't really think girls should be doing martial arts. Um, mm. So it's something that I've always wanted to do for confidence and for um, personal benefits as well. Um, mm. And that's when I started martial arts starting with karate at the age of 15 um and alhamdulillah like you said i've been doing it for over 20 years now so yeah still going yeah mashallah so when you started then you know how was it a challenge you know kind of with as you said you know your parents thought it's not really for females how did, did you have to convince them how did you get about doing it so I told them, I know if I said it was karate, I know kids should never lie to their parents, but I didn't lie. I said I was in a fitness class, which is which is what it is. It's a fitness class. Yeah. Um, and they were happy with that. So they were like, yeah, if you want to do fitness, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was karate. Um, mm-hmm. So I didn't actually tell my mum and dad until I got my black belt. Oh, what? mashallah. I know. Oh. And then I showed them the certificate and the belt and they were actually very, very um, happy and they were very proud. So, alhamdulillah, I should have told them earlier. <laughs> yeah, no, mashallah, that's amazing. Yeah. How long did it take you to get to the black belt for you to tell your parents? Then? So I was doing, because I was, once I started um, karate, it was just something like a passion that was, you know, mm-hmm. finally I found a hobby because I never had any hobbies growing up. I didn't really know. I knew I was into fitness, but when I started karate, it was like, yes, this is what I and while I was doing karate, I started kickboxing at the same time. So I was doing karate twice a week and kickboxing twice a week. And I achieved my black belt uh, second dan in seven years. Um, and then my black belt in kickboxing in five years. So an additional three more years. And then I got my black belt in kickboxing as well. Mashallah, so that, that to me feels quite fast, mashallah, to get, you know, black belts, mashallah, because how long have I been in it? Four or five years now. <laughs> yeah. I'm nothing near the black belt yet. <laughs> it, depends, um, it depends on your training as well. So if you're training more than once a week, it's easier to get there. If it's once a week, it was, it's going to take you longer, yeah. yeah. No, mashallah, that's amazing. And you mentioned that you didn't have hobbies prior to that. So do you would you say that you started finding yourself by going into fitness? Definitely. I think um, even at school, I struggled. Um mm. It was nothing. There was no subject that I was particularly good at. Everybody who had like English or math, something that they were really good at. For me, it was school just didn't appeal to me. Mm. Um, as you know, I've spoken about it before. I was bullied at school as well, so I think that kind of drew me back from putting more effort into my schoolwork. Mm. And I just didn't have any hobbies. I was always into fitness from a very young age. Um, anything outdoors, I'd do. So me and my nephew would play outside all day. You know how it was back in the 90s, you know, we're all outside all day. That's where I was my happiest when I'm playing outdoors, when I'm doing a physical activity. And I knew that's something that um, it's me. It's more me. 
so yeah so from a very young age i'd say from a from the age of six i knew that fitness and pushing myself physically was something that i was very very interested in mm, that's amazing subhanallah because you know if i relate it to the personalities work that i do you know the mm. personality of the individual starts to show by the age of six some some you know yeah. some traits they show before the age of six and it's interesting that you said that from the age of six you realize that mm. the interest is in fitness so you know and you said something quite interesting there that you know you, you weren't great you know oh you didn't like school school subjects mm. but you're really, really good at fitness and that's just a message to send out there is that some children would not be you know very good at each single yeah. subject or you know mm. all the good they more they better at, at fitness and that's quite important because the prophet muhammad used to observe the sahabas um, the companions and he knew what you know what each sahabi is good at and he helped him to, to get or help he helped him or her to get into the mm. right the right roles that are suited for their personalities for example yeah. he brought him as the commander of an army and same with mm. the from the age of 18 he put him as the um, leader of an, of an army uh, because he was very good with movement you know acting on the yeah. and so on so it's very important for us parents to recognize the personalities of our children so that we make yes, sure definitely. yeah we nurture those personalities alhamdulillah you found yourself from the age of six and you knew that you're always into fitness and mashallah mm. you got rebuilt you know within um, seven and, and then three more years mashallah um, uh, was it Seven years in karate, you got your belt, and then three more years in kick, kickboxing, right? So five years, five years to get my black belt, and then you have to do another two years to get the second dan in karate. Mm. Um, and I did an additional three years, I think, for kickboxing. And then while I was doing kickboxing, I did Muay Thai. So I kind of gave up karate after second dan. Mm. And then I moved on to Muay Thai, which was a bit more intense. Um, it was literally just trying all different martial arts and finding which one suited me the best. Mm. Now that's amazing, mashallah. So mm. from there, how did you develop into getting into, you know, to be a, a coach? That came um, a few years later. So that's after I got married, had my kids, and then it was something that I wanted to do for myself, but it mainly to, once you have kids, your life changes. So I wanted to do something mm. that could be around the kids where I'm home with the kids but I know I've got that time where I can do my business at the same time. So it started off very small with one class. Mm-hmm. I just did one class. Um, I think it was Sundays and just tried to build up the client base from there. But the main thing I wanted to bring into Luton was a ladies only martial arts. Cause I know so many people wanted to do martial arts like myself, but couldn't because they weren't allowed or didn't have the time or other, other responsibilities. So I wanted to give the opportunity for girls and women to come to a club where it's strictly female only and they can learn martial arts. Mm-hmm. That's amazing, mashallah. And you started, was it seven, eight years ago? Uh, 2015, yeah, so uh, eight years ago, yeah. Okay, mashallah. Yeah. Now, mashallah, you, your club is be- has become very well known, mashallah, in, in, in a few years. Yeah. With some sisters, you know, I've seen from your classes, some sisters coming from outside Luton as well, mashallah. Yeah, I know, alhamdulillah. <laughs> so was it successful right from the beginning or were there struggles when you started? Um, I think with any business, it, you could have the, you know, so much passion behind it. You have loads of business ideas, but the first few years is always a struggle. Like when I first started, I was offering free taster sessions wherever, wherever I could. Um, I did an re- interview recently and I was saying that I met some very nice people in the community that let me hire out their halls for free to teach classes because they they were very happy that I was teaching women to defend themselves. And they were like, yeah, you have it. If, it, you know, if your class builds up, then you can start paying. And I think that's such a nice thing to do when for a new business owner. Um, so that really, really helped. And once I knew that was, I had regular clients coming in, whether it's five people, six people, then I can start you know, advertising it and trying to create more of a awareness on martial arts classes and stuff like that. So, yeah, it did. It was a struggle at first trying to get the people in. When I first started, I know a lot of people, parents said, what is the point of girls learning martial arts? Um, isn't it aggressive? Mm. Um, so a lot of comments like you don't need, girls don't need to learn how to punch and kick. But the one thing that I was trying to let parents know, those who know me know I'm the least aggressive person there is. Yes. So when people meet me, they're like, you just don't, you're not a martial artist because the way I am. Yeah. So I'm the, I'm very soft as a person. Um, but I have that side where I'm, I'm, you know, 
Muay Thai, MMA, um, very, very intense sport. I'm physically very strong, alhamdulillah. Um, but it doesn't mean that you have that personality. You, mm. The main thing with martial arts teaches you is to control your um, strength, control your emotions, and to have that inner confidence that you don't need to show the world how strong you are or how confident you are. Confidence doesn't need to be loud. Confidence can be silent as well. So it's just being more of yourself and standing up to being a modest Muslim and not feeling like you have to look like everyone else. That's mm. what I learned from martial arts, not the fighting. The fighting skill is going to come naturally anyway. Mm. I'm not going out there to fight anyone. It, that's for me. The mm. fighting skills I learned is for me, but the personal growth is something that I picked up from martial arts over the past 20 odd years. Mm. That's amazing. And that's what I wanted to bring into the club. Yeah, no, that's great, mashallah. And I'm just going to quickly just remind the listeners, just in case anybody has joined us just um, recently, um, so we, we have Hasina Rahman on the show, who is the owner of a multi-award winning female combat club called Pink Diamond Martial Arts. She has over 20 years experience in combat sport with three black belts, mashallah. Um, she's also a certified MMA coach and a qualified personal trainer and author and a public speaker raising awareness on anti-bullying and confidence. Um, if anybody would like to post um, any que- questions or comments um, to Hasina, please feel free to do so on our number 0779-481822. So Hasina, coming back to you, um, and you, you know, you made a good point here regarding martial arts. So I think it would be quite good if we can just spend a few minutes um, talking about what is martial arts. Is it fighting? And as you said, you know, it's more self-defense and, you know, building confidence and so on. So could you tell us more about what is martial arts so that, you know, if anybody would like to join it, then they will understand what it's about? Yeah, so martial arts, obviously, um, is a defensive. So with karate, um, every martial arts is different. So with karate, it's more about the defensive skills that you learn. And it's, it's like a personal journey, personal growth. It teaches you to have patience. Um, mm. commitment to get to black belt is it takes a lot of commitment because it's repetitive work and it teaches you to be patient and you know when you want if you work hard for something you're going to get it so it teaches you that not to give up so each martial arts teaches you a different thing with muay thai kickboxing it's more combat sports you're in the ring um as you've had you know sparring mm. when we do sparring you know it's just you have to think on the spot so it it kind of builds your confidence to be able to take hits as well as give them back. Um, yeah. Be ready in a kind of spontaneous way, not kind of plan in your head. You have to just get in the ring and be ready. And that's what I love about kickboxing Muay Thai. You don't plan. You just have to, you're on the spot mm. and you have to, you know, just go for it. And it gives you like a big confidence boost to be able to defend yourself and know, you know, learn the skills as you go along as well. So, yeah, every martial arts teaches you not only fighting skills. Yeah, that's definitely something you do learn. It makes you a lot stronger, but it's the mental gain that you get from it as well. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, it gives you, lets you be patient. So it teaches you how to be more patient. Mm-hmm. Um, it teaches you how to work hard. If you want to get something, progress, become a black belt, you have to be very, very patient along the way. It's not it's not easy. You're not going to get a black belt in one year. Um, mm-hmm. And it's teamwork you're building you're learning how to work with others the reason why i mix adults and children in one class is we learn a lot from the younger generation as well they learn a lot from us as well and it teaches us to be patient with the younger ones and the younger ones have to be patient with us and it's that's the reason why i try and connect the younger generation and the older generation together because we learn a lot from each other um so for me personally i would say from doing martial arts and combat sport it's just the confidence is you get it in a different level. It's not, like I said, you don't have to be the loudest person in the room, but you can be the confidence person in the room. When you wear your hijab, when you wear your modest clothing, you know who you're doing it for. So you can be confident in wearing it and knowing that everybody is unique and be proud of who you are. Yeah. So that's what what martial arts has offered me. Yeah. Sorry, carry on. I stopped you there. Go ahead. Yeah. No, no, that's all right. That's what I was trying to say. Like, um... The person I was when I was in my early 20s is completely... People wouldn't recognise the person I was when I was in my early 20s to who I am now. Um, And that's thanks to, obviously, Islam and thanks to martial arts. Both of them connected together um, helped me become the person I am today, alhamdulillah. MashaAllah, that's amazing. And that's that's one thing I love about your classes and I find quite unique and special about your classes is that that sisterhood is just amazing. Mm. Um, as you said, you mix the older with the younger and so on. And you actually emphasize in your classes 
for example, sparring, switch partners, keep going around. So you're not having the same yeah. partner. You know, you, you're kind of creating that unity between one another. And also you always say as well that help one another. So it's not yes. just about yeah, yeah. It's about supporting each other as well because we're not there to compete. We're there to work no, together. No. So that teamwork yeah. is very, very visible in your classes, mashallah. And it shows you a personality where you said that, you know, you know, people who, you know, see you and they say, oh, my God, how, you know, you're a martial arts instructor. So, yes, you do have this amazing soft side to you, but you also have that, you know, passion in sports and in martial arts. And, mashallah, putting that both together creates such an amazing person. I must say um, that, alhamdulillah, you know, I'm, I'm blessed to have met you because, the you know how humble you are mashallah how yeah, and how you get the people to unite and work together as a team is amazing and i find that really special about your classes and just coming back to you what you said about sparring um for example myself you you saw how you know when i started sparring i was not great at it at all, at all because coming back to personality some mm-hmm. kind of person that i have to mm-hmm. pre you know i can't you know acting on the moment is a bit difficult so where you kind of get us to do sparring, it really helps to act in the moment. So again, coming back to explaining mm-hmm. what is martial arts, martial arts is, yes, fighting, but it's not just about fighting. It's about all the other skills that you gain. So yeah. with the personality, it helps you to create that balance. So for example, if I'm a, a kind of person who's always, you know, likes organization, now I'm able to balance it with acting on the moment. So it teaches mm-hmm. you, and it trains you to keep that really nice balance um, in your personality as well. Um, and you've also mentioned it teaches you patience, it teaches you, uh, and I'm going to add a few things um, that I've learned from your karate classes, the balance yeah. and discipline. Um, yes, definitely. Yeah, which I really, really <laughs> like about karate is that it is mm. not, it's not just fighting, it's about, you know, having that yeah. balance. And you do focus on mm. balance and it does teach you a lot of discipline. So mm. I do really enjoy that. So much like your classes, it's not just about fighting. It's a mixture of so many things and so many skills yeah. um, that you gain. So inshallah, if we have anybody who's listening. Um, who, you know, is interested to know about martial arts. I'm hoping that this has been beneficial um, to understand what martial arts is. It's not just about fighting. And it, even even with fighting itself as women, you know, sometimes when we're on the yeah. road and, you know, it's not safe and so on, you know, we could be faced with anything. Um, yeah, definitely. To protect yourself. So thank you for all that you've shared in there. And just to remind the listeners again, if you have any questions or comments, please send those over to 0779481822. We have Hasina Rahman on the show, who's the owner of a multi-award winning female combat club called Pink Diamond Martial Arts. She has over 20 years experience in combat sport with three black belts. Um, and she's also a certified MMA coach and a qualified personal trainer, an author and a public speaker, raising awareness on anti-bullying and confidence. Hasina, mashallah, you know, in regards to the awards, you've gained, mashallah, um, a lot of awards. Um, and, you know, mashallah, your work has been very, very successful in helping, you know, the community. Tell us a bit about your road to success, because, you know, in, in a lot of cases, we look at social media, we see people's success, and that's the only part we see. We don't know what's behind all that success. Mm. That's what I like to do with this show is to, you know, bring on inspiring individuals like like yourself to talk about your your success. Was it always a success? Is there was the challenges? You know, you mentioned about the um, challenges, objections. Could you tell us more about those challenges that you've experienced? Yeah. So the um, like I said earlier, the first uh, probably three years, it was just trying to get the clients to. Um, come so it was just getting the students to get the student base higher um, finding a good location finding a easy location for people to come making enough to be able to pay the rent of the hall higher as well there's a lot of things to consider um, and people just think obviously you go to a class you teach it now you have to do lesson planning so behind the scene I'm lesson planning um, before it was one class now I'm teaching five classes so as you can imagine it's constant lesson planning for each different martial arts. So we've got karate, we've got Muay Thai, and we've got K1. Mm. And each class and each style is very different. So if I was to tell you my typical day is as soon as I drop the kids off to school, that's when I start lesson planning or planning events, planning tournaments, planning this, planning that. Um, behind the scenes is literally, if you're running your own business, it's constant. You're not, you're not, you're not getting like um, someone else to do it because I'm kind of doing it all myself. It's, mm. It's like you can do it whenever. So mm. whether it's at night time, whether it's in the morning, if you need to do something, if you've forgotten something. Um, yeah, so it, a lot of effort and time needs to go into it. If you have a business in, in mind and you want you want it to succeed, you have to put all that effort into it. You can't think like, 
okay, I've tried it for six months, it's not working, I'm giving up. No, no, you have to keep going. Even if you've only got five students or five clients that you have, make them your best five clients. Put all your effort into that that five clients. Word of mouth will spread, and then they will go and say, oh, look, I've just attended a martial arts class. It's amazing. You should come. Then they come, and they bring more business. So it's what you do to the students you do have. Give them the best service you can, and then the word will just spread naturally. With me, I think COVID was, in a way, it was a blessing, alhamdulillah. I know not a lot of people say that. For, for me, COVID, I'm, as you know, Gihad, I'm an introvert. Yes. <laughs> so for me, it was like, yes, I'm home all the time. <laughs> For me, it's like, no. Um, so, everybody else is like, no, no. So, for me, it was like I was homeschooling my kids. I was teaching my classes online. And there was still, alhamdulillah, there was like over 15 students turning up online. Um, and from me being at home, I just came up with so many ideas. It was just ideas after ideas after ideas. I have ideas 3 a.m. in the morning. Mine's constant. And alhamdulillah. And then as soon as COVID finished, alhamdulillah, I think it was that February I got my first award. Mm, and it was 2020, I think. can't remember now. 2021, maybe, I can't remember. But then now, 2023, alhamdulillah, we've had 12 awards since then. And it's just, from I think from 2021, it just went, it went up and up and up. So first five years, it was very, very hard work. It was, um, yeah, it was just constant putting effort and time into, into it all. In the last three years, I would say, it's picked up. I've, I'm doing more classes. Um, and like you said, a lot of people know about Pink Diamond. Um, we've been on different media. We've, yeah, we've just gone from one place to another place to another place. So, alhamdulillah, I feel like there's a lot of blessing um, as well in the club. So, obviously, if you've got Allah's blessing, then inshallah, you know, things progress. And, yeah, yeah. and I'm very, very, you know, humbled to be a part of pink Di- like owner of pink diamonds so yeah sure that's amazing and you made a really good point there is that it took you five years to get awards right mashallah and it shows yeah. that you know, <laughs> didn't get any awards before that <laughs> yeah mashallah so yeah. sometimes you know when we try to do something start up a project or something you know um we may not see the result of it straight away it may come yeah a few years but just to you know be persistent and to be patient because if you have a passion on something no matter what you won't stop you will continue going yeah. Not yeah, yeah. Yourself, you continue going mm. so it's very important to have that passion coming back to the personalities and that's why the prophet muhammad chose the right person for the right role because when you're passionate yeah. about something no matter what you won't leave it and you will keep going so it's yeah. very important for parents to kind of fa- find that passion or find that talent in our children so that we can help them to nurture it and develop it and once they find that passion then they'll keep continue doing it inshallah and be successful in wherever they go um before we go for a break you've mentioned the you know um the the negative comments that you've had from some individuals did that have an impact on how you felt and how you continue doing your business um what impact did it have on you and how do you how did you deal with that i think first when i started getting negative comments when i first started pink diamond um i used to let it get to me so one little i'd be getting 90 percent positive and one little comment would play on my head over and over again and i would let it get to me but after being being in the business for eight years now, so alhamdulillah, over the head. Like recently, <laughs> I went for an award, um, and I won the award, which was um, quite a big award as well. Mm. And as I was waiting to get my picture taken, a man came up to me, and he was like, "You don't look like a fight. You don't look like a fighter." And I was like, "You know, alhamdulillah, you know, I don't need to show that I'm a fighter to look like a fighter." And then he was like, "But why do um, women need to learn martial arts?" and you don't need to do that. And, you know, different negative comments. It was one after another negative comments. Then I kind of told myself, I don't need to explain to him and I don't need to explain to anybody. I know what I'm doing and the students I have, alhamdulillah, over 100 students, they know what they're getting. Yeah. They like, if it wasn't successful, it wouldn't have lasted for eight years and I wouldn't have repetitive clients for the past eight years. So you're always going to get negative comments, no matter what you do, martial arts, whatever you do. Um you should believe in what you do and stand firm in what you do. And as long as you do it for the right reasons and always remember Allah and what you do, then no problem. Keep yeah. doing what you're doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, y- you know, that I was going to say here is that being confident about what you do, right? And because mm-hmm. you 
you really believe in what you're doing. You're very confident about it. And you try to explain to him, but then when you realize that these comments are more likely to try to put you down, then yeah, you really yeah. okay, don't need to explain. So just mm. now, as we did earlier, is that we're explaining to the audience what martial arts is, how it helps women, how it, help, how it helps children. It's not just about the, the fighting. Yes, the fighting is part of it, but there are some yeah. parts to it as well. So we explain for the people to understand, for that awareness, for people to learn what martial arts is about. But if we are having, you know, you know, as you said, with that um, individual who is giving negative comments, and this is when you realize, I'm like, okay, you know, I'm confident about what I do. I don't have to explain to mm. you know, to such individuals um, if they just, yeah. their intent is just to try to put you down. So, yeah. um, Sina, thank you so much for all you shared, uh, which has been really amazing. We will be going for a break. So listeners, this is Inspire FM. Luton 105.1 will be given for a short break, but please stay tuned. We will be discussing really important things after the break, which is relating to the um, the confidence and anti-bullying, uh, where Hasina is an author of, um, uh, of a book, Raising Awareness on Anti-Bullying. So please stay tuned. We'll see you after the break. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. This is Atif Nawaz. Listen to Inspire FM shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Arise to Success show. We have Hasina Rahman with us today, who is the owner of a multi-award winning female combat club called Pink Diamond Martial Arts. She has over 20 years experience in combat sport with three black belts, mashallah. Hasina is also a certified MMA coach and a qualified personal trainer, an author and a public speaker raising awareness on anti-bullying and confidence. If anybody has a question or any comments, please feel free to send them on 0779-481822. So Hasina, before the break, we were discussing, you know, what martial arts is, um, what, you know, mashallah, how you started uh, martial arts uh, and how you started being a coach as well, the success journey, the struggles behind it and so on. Now, we'll be moving to talk a bit more about, you know, being an author and what got you into, you know, raising awareness on public uh, on anti-bullying and um, confidence. But before we do that, I just remembered, you know, during the break when you mentioned mm. about, you know, having a business and being a mom and, you know, it's a full on. I mean, mashallah, yeah. you know, you've got, mashallah, um, two beautiful boys um, and, and, you know, having the business and, and you the only one who's managing the business. So... How do you balance that? It's it's just having a business on its own or being a mom on its own really difficult. Putting the two together, how do you manage it, mashallah? Do you know, alhamdulillah, I think, um, um, as you know, I'm like, I can do this, that, this, that. So um, I do have, like, an organised time. Otherwise, um, it would just get too much. So when the kids are, that's when all my admin work, lesson planning, um, any my classes are always in the evening. So obviously, if you have a husband who's willing to help out, that's amazing. So I think with him, if it, if it wasn't for him, I think it would be very, very hard to do classes because I started doing classes when my eight-year-old was four months old. So that's when I first started doing classes. So he he really helped by babysitting the kids. Yes. So looking after the kids. Yeah, um, yeah so... Looking up, if you have someone who can, yeah, he's around to look after the kids, then I can do and do my classes. So having a very supportive partner will definitely help you um, run the business a bit smoother as well. Mm, that's amazing. And it yeah. reminds me of what you said about the teamwork that you have in class, which is, alhamdulillah, you have that at home, so which is quite important yeah. to have that. Yeah you know, the working together and supporting one another as, as partners. Yeah. And that helps, alhamdulillah, to even for the children to see that because children, yeah. you know, learn from the parents, you know, they have the parents as, as their role models. So yeah. to learn that, they'll be able to adapt that in their lives as well. And mm. alhamdulillah, that helped you as well um, in fulfilling your job as a parent, as a mom, yeah. and also to do your business and to help the community as well. So I yeah. love how it all comes down to that unity and that support. Yeah you have for one Definitely. another and as you know when i do events and stuff like that because i've been running it for eight years i've got some girls who've been you know very supportive whenever i have events there's always someone that's going to be doing something i've got friends in the club that are always willing to help and do you know what i think the success is 
when you can build that relationship with people. And another thing I was going to say that you can be the best fighter in the world um, and you can have five million black belts, but it doesn't matter if you can't become a good coach. Being a coach is something totally different than being an amazing fighter. Mm. Being a coach means you have to have, you have to have, you have to care. Every student is different. Some are going to struggle. Some are going to find it very easy, but you have to be able to motivate them both and give them a progression level. Somebody finds it easy, you're going to have to make and finds it hard, you're going to make try and make it easier. So to be a coach, you have to become a friend, become a teacher, become a mother. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's mm. that's the difference between a coach and a fighter. A fighter is someone who goes and does tournaments, goes for belts and becomes an amazing... They can't be me. Mm. So mm. You, have to, you have to find out which one you want to be, either an amazing yeah. fighter or an amazing coach. Yeah, yeah, mashallah. Yeah. And it comes down as well to having that balance as well, where you, you know, it comes as well to also what you said about, you know, the, it's not just about the fighting, it's about having that personality yeah. and having that, you know, learning all the other skills as well. And that's what I observe in your classes, mashallah, because you create that kind of community of helping mm. and supporting one another, you know, having that personality and not letting go of who you are just for the sake of fighting, being yeah. who you are. Yeah. And then balancing out with the fighting skills as well. Alhamdulillah, because you've created that kind of community in your classes, I see that, as you said, you know, whenever you need the support and help, we always find people, mm. inshallah. And, mm. and, and that comes from that community that you've created. So that's amazing. Sakla khair and for sharing that as well. So um, coming to the author, being an author and public speaker, raising awareness and anti-bullying and confidence, what made you choose to do this besides martial arts and is there a link you know between martial arts and you know anti-bullying and confidence you mentioned a bit about, about confidence what makes you get into it and what's the link for me because uh, martial arts when i started martial arts it was to find my confidence um mm-hmm. and to deal with the uh, bullying that i had to do in school mm-hmm. um so i and this is something myself again and thing to people attending my club know that a lot of the parents tell me beforehand like my girls getting bullied at school mm. won't talk to anyone or they'll tell me very quiet she doesn't join in and then sometimes you can recognize that it could be that they're getting bullied mm. um and that's why i wanted to create a place where they can come and they can see that it's a club for everybody and martial the time i'm not someone in the ring if they're not ready i'm not gonna um, get you to spar with someone until you're ready but that confidence just naturally comes mm-hmm. and like I said some people might take a few months other people will be like a few weeks mm-hmm. um, and one of the main reasons why I started Pink Diamond Martial Arts was to be able to allow girls to come in and improve their confidence as well as giving them that um, yeah fighting skills as well. Yeah that's great and what you mentioned there as well about you know each person is different so mm. it's, it's important to go according to your own pace and not feel like you have to rush it, right? To yeah, get to yeah. you know, a certain belt, for example. So could you tell us more about that pace, you know? Um, how do we be patient with that? Because sometimes when we join martial arts, like when I first started, my motivation like, I, I want to get to the black belt. But yeah. then now I see how your classes is and, you know, mashallah, for example, as I mentioned about karate, is that it teaches a lot of patience and this and that. And yeah. I really, really enjoy that. So how do we, How what helps us to kind of, get in our minds that you know it's more about let's go according to our own pace everyone is different um yeah. and and to enjoy the classes which is really important yeah. as well i think you need to enjoy the journey so the journey from going from white belt to black belt is a long road but it's just a time to enjoy the process enjoy the learning um learning all the different moves and you know yeah. and watching yourself progress to that level because once you get there you're going to feel so amazing like i've you know all these years and all the effort i put in it was worth it if something came too easy you're not going to appreciate it mm. you want to you know it's the hard work that you put into it the effort you put into it and the time then it makes it all worthwhile and i want that journey to be you know something that people remember that's why we do tournaments that's why we do different things to kind of boost their kind of you mm. know skill level as well um, mm. and it helps them reach that level because the grading for brown to black is very, very, you know, from purple, I think it gets very, very difficult. Mm. Um, and what you don't want to do is try and get into a grading when you're not ready. And, I, you know, that's one thing I'm very strict on. I wouldn't let you get to a certain point unless you were ready. And I know you're ready. Yeah. And I've noticed that in your classes yeah. where you 
quite strict about who's you know um whether you're ready or not yeah. and i also something to point out is to um celebrate those small successes as well not just see yeah. success is the black belt because mashallah you know after mm. each grading you have an award ceremony where you you know um award your students um who yeah. moved to the next belt and to recognize their success as well so that's yeah. what um, to enjoy the journey and to see those small steps as well and to see these as successes and not just getting yeah. to um, the final destination is to enjoy Definitely. the final destination um if we talk a little bit about bullying um because i work as a counselor as well i do notice this is extremely common mm. i mean i don't think i have ever met any of the young people who have counseled except that they have gone through bullying yeah Could you tell us more about that the fact that you've experienced it yourself mm. what the impact it had on you and perhaps after that after we talk about the experience we can talk about how can we prevent it how can we deal with it mm. So if you start think, with yeah. how, you know, the impact it had on you and, and, and how you dealt with it at the time. I think um, it depends on like with bullying, I think it's just something that is always around. And mm. unfortunately, it's, it's always going to be around. There's always going to be someone that wants to make you feel small or someone who doesn't like you. That's just part of life. Bullying doesn't just happen at school. It can happen in adult life. It can happen at work. It's just something that's there, unfortunately. Um, what we need to be is a bit more aware of what bullying is. And be able to open up. I think one of the mistakes I made as an 11-year-old is not telling anybody about what was going on. So what I did was to ignore it. Sometimes you think if you ignore a problem, it's going to go away, but it doesn't. Yeah. So that's the biggest mistake you can make is to ignore a problem, especially like bullying, because it will just carry on. Mm-hmm. Um, and that from that, you can it ruins your confidence. Um, you kind of lose yourself in the process as well. Yeah. Um, and you, and you just want to be like, sometimes what happens is you want to be like them. You want mm. to be like the bully. Or sometimes you fall into the wrong crowd. Um, mm. And you can get bullied by your friends as well. There's so many types. There's verbal, there's physical. And now there's obviously online as well. Yes. And what children tend to do is just try and keep it in or not tell their parents, their friends. I think the main thing they have to do, um, if there's any sign of bullying, is tell somebody. Tell someone that you're close to, tell a friend or tell a teacher if you trust the teacher or, te- you know, tell your parents because mm. um, it can have a very damaging effect. Yeah. It can completely ruin your confidence. And some people recover from it and others will, um, yeah. yeah. Other times it can really, really affect you until your adult life. I think me, I never used to talk about it. So when I, I was bullied from the age of 11 to 15, mm. it was such a traumatic event that I completely ignored it. Mm. And when I, was in my 20s, that's when I started doing martial arts, Muay Thai, kickboxing. And the friends I made then would never in, even imagine that someone like me was bullied because mm-hmm. I became such a confident, such a um, a huge character that nobody would ever imagine that I got bullied. Mm-hmm. So my friends that I made in my 20s, I was a different person. I was doing tournaments. I was martial artist. You know, I had loads of friends. So I recovered from the bullying, but I became a different person where I wanted to be the person I wanted to be, who I thought I wanted to be. But then obviously after in my 30s, then I, you know, I opened up about the bullying and I started talking about it more. And I realized the worst thing you can do is to not talk about it. It's something that you need to talk about to find yourself. To be your true self is if there was a problem, you need to face face up to it. Yeah. Yeah. And it helps you to heal us all from it, doesn't it? Yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah. because you know, kind of pushing it away does not mean yeah. it's, it's it's resolved it just means that it's um it's there and you carry yeah. it with you wherever you go so yeah, it's yeah, to address it um in order yes, to definitely. It. and as you said Hamla, you came out of it but some people don't and i know you mm. know because i've worked with young people i've worked also with adults who you know they didn't even recognize that the bullying is impacting their lives now but yeah and you know when we go deeper and down explore things we see that it's all down to bullying so it can have a huge impact on the individual and can lead to um, adulthood if it hasn't been dealt with um just wanted to remind the listeners if anybody just joined us now that we have hasina rahman with us on the show today who's the owner of a of a multi-award winning female combat club called pink diamond martial arts she has over 20 years experience in combat sport with three black belts mashallah and hasina is also a certified mma coach and a qualified personal trainer an author and a public speaker raising awareness on anti-bullying and confidence 
If anybody would like to ask any questions or have any comments, please feel free to send them on 0779 Um Hasina, um, you mentioned about the bullying. The worst thing is to keep quiet or ignore it. Now, and, and because that that means it does not resolve the issue. Now, hmm. I've heard young people who, you know, they say that, oh, I'll just ignore it, you know, or if I tell them, why don't you tell somebody? Like, oh, I'm not a snitch. So even... Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so even telling somebody now, they have fear mm. of doing this because then they will be seen as a snake or a snitch and so on. So then they end up keeping quiet about it and they don't mm. want to tell anybody. So what I would like to really, you know, put the word out there is that please do tell somebody because if you don't, you it's just suffering in silence. And as I mentioned, you know, it's going to lead to huge impacts later. So mm. just, you know, giving that awareness to anybody listening to us, um, if we have young people or adults even, you know, if you are giving through Belink, Please do tell somebody. Don't suffer in silence. Um, you have, you know, there are there there are policies and rules to protect you from bullying. So please do use those for children. You know, the, if you're finding it difficult, or for young people finding it difficult to tell a teacher, please just let your parents know. Your parents yeah. will do the right thing as well, inshallah, and for the parents to do the right thing because it is very important. You know, um, in the past, bullying was not seen as something so major as it is now because in the past, mm. you know time was different you know people sometimes you know you know they, they kind of joke together and they become friends again but time mm. now is a lot different especially with online bullying it's yeah. huge and I've, I've read an article where somebody you know was bullied and you know uh, online and to the level that at the age of 18 she took her life away so, so yeah. it can serious impact yeah exactly so it's very important to deal with bullying there and then and any difficulties um in order to make sure it doesn't escalate further um, so, you know, with the work that you do, Hasina, with women and children, uh, what would you advise the women and children to do today to build their confidence? I think um, one of the things that, like, uh, with the public speaking, that was something that I was uh, very nervous about. That was one of my biggest fears, is speaking in public. It's something that I never liked, um, and it's something I had a fear of. And I think one of the things that you can really help with your confidence is facing your fears. So yeah. if you can find some that you don't like or something that you really really put off because it's just something that you don't really don't want to do try and do that try and um build up the courage to do it and 99 of the time it's not as bad as you think it is and mm. i think that really helps boost your confidence um another way to boost your confidence is obviously um martial arts like i said um it really helps with your confidence um yeah and being physically fit is something that is you know, boost your confidence as well. Whether you do martial arts, whether you do walking, running, whatever you do, um, fitness does really, really wonders for your confidence. Mm. And it just boosts your self-esteem at the same time as well. Mm, amazing. And, and, you know, with with exercise or fitness in general, it doesn't have mm. to be one way for everybody, right? So, mm-hmm. for example, martial arts, somebody else, as you said, walking. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be in a specific form, whatever works yeah. for Individuals because each individual is different. I mean, alhamdulillah, the martial arts that you do, there is a variety of different martial arts. We've got karate, we've got mm. MMA, we've got Muay Thai. So there's a variety of people to try. And also, as you mentioned, the other things, you know, walking, yeah. jogging, running, there are other forms of, of exercise and fitness. So fitness in general, as you mentioned, the other thing that you mentioned is facing your fear, right? Mm. Yeah. Because when we run away from our fear, it just creates more and more fear, right? Yeah, that's so it, yeah. yeah. So facing the fear is very important, whatever fear mm-hmm. it is. Right, and, you, and and as you said, it does help with the confidence because running yeah. away is going to actually lower the confidence because it creates more fear. So yeah. those things are quite important. So thank you for sharing that. And in terms of bullying, if anybody is listening to us now who has, you know, if they have experienced bullying or currently are experiencing bullying, whether children or adults, mm. what would you advise them to do to help themselves? Besides, of course, you know what we mentioned about not, you know, not yeah. being quiet about it what else can they do to help them with their um if they have experience or currently experiencing it i think um with bullies what they um they look for someone who's shy someone mm-hmm. who's um quite kind as a person or someone they think that can't defend themselves um so sometimes having that confidence where you can stand up to someone verbally without getting physical obviously um obviously they wouldn't approach someone who's confident who looks yeah. confident They'll be like, no, no, okay, this person will attack back or say something back. They'll go for someone who they think they can attack. Mm. And one of the main things is to, as parents, as, you know, we have to raise their confidence to be to be happy to, of who they are. 
Mm. Us as parents, we have to constantly give them praise. We have to give them positive words, not negative words. Because sometimes even as parents, you can be bullying your child by saying negative words. And that can affect them in school as well, because they'll just be very quiet at school. You know, so we have to raise our child's confidence at home, um, say positive words to them and just help them be more themselves Mm. to help them in school as well, because in school, they'll be more confident, inshallah. So, you know, with bullies, it's always someone that they look out for who's quiet, who's kind, or who's a bit shy. Um, And I think we just need to raise our children's confidence to be a bit more, you know, yeah, yeah, assertive or, you know, good self-esteem. And that's one of the reasons with my books, as you've mentioned, is Mm. I put quotes in there or things you can do to help raise your self-esteem and, you know, be more confident in yourself. Because one of the things is everybody's different. Like, yeah. One child will wear glasses, another girl shorter, taller. We're all different, you know, mm. and we shouldn't be bullied for the way we look, our color of our skin, what we wear. Um, and if we can, somebody says something to me now, you know, like I used to get um, called brown chocolate or <laughs> chocolate, this chocolate, that is always chocolate. And mm. obviously when I was younger, it would upset me. Yeah. But now I wouldn't, it wouldn't affect me in the slightest, like, yeah. you know. So as you get older, you learn to deal with that. We need to have that confidence as a child. So if somebody calls you chocolate, then you can just respond back with some a positive word. But they know, okay, this word is not affecting her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, as you brought it back to, you know, to the home, is that it is, it is quite yeah. important to start to start that from the home is to, yeah. you know, enable our children to be themselves and mm. enable them also to kind of um, uh, develop their personality. You know, um, so yeah. that they can be themselves and can be yeah. confident. And something that I was thinking about as you were saying, talking there is that the bullies themselves, they lack confidence. And that's what yes, definitely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And once they see somebody who's confident, and that's why they don't go for the confident ones and they don't mm. go for the ones that have strong personalities. So if you are confident in yourself and if you have a strong personality yourself, you know, you won't, you won't be put in a place where you are being bullied and the bully yeah. would try together. So having that confidence is very important to prevent you know, not even to deal with the with the bullying, but yeah. to prevent it from happening yeah. as well. Um, and uh, you mentioned also earlier is that, you know, when you were getting bullied, you wanted to be like the bully, right? So yeah. that's yeah. the things that people do because of that mm. confidence as yeah. well. So yeah. coming down to the parents is very important to have that home environment where we are building the child's personality. We're helping them to find themselves, to have that confidence to be who they are. You know, following also the method of the Prophet Muhammad where he nurtured the personalities of the Sahabas and he allowed them the space um, um, to be themselves and to yeah. be person in the right place. And also you mentioned positive comments. Now, of course, you know, balance is really good. You know, too many positive comments and, you know, saying, you know, um, um, kind of pampering your kids is not always mm. the way. But no. And it doesn't mean that we have to give negative comments, but if we see something wrong, then of course, you know, we have to point it out to our kids and not just, you know, so having that balance, positive comments and discipline as well at the same time. Yeah, definitely. Um, And the other thing I wanted to uh, emphasize that's quite important is hobbies, right? Because when you found your hobby, you found your passion, and then you became Mm -hmm. yourself. Um, And hobbies is not just in the form of martial arts, but also it can be in the form of, you know, other things that the child so it's about finding, you know, what your child needs are and what their interests are. So observing the children from a young age and helping them to um, to see what they are good at. Could you perhaps give a bit of input in, in the importance of, or in your experience, mashallah, you've got two boys. Um, was it observation that was enough? How did you find, for example, you know, each of your child could be different, right? Mm-hmm. How did you find what each, each of your children is good at? Is it just observations, trying, you know, tr- uh, giving them the space to try different things? What's your input in that? I think obviously, um, yeah, so every child is different. Um, so one might be more sporty, the other one might prefer doing drawing or writing so I think it's just letting them be who they are and not forcing them to be something they're not or trying to get them to like something that you wanted to do when you were younger or you know sometimes we put a lot of pressure on our kids like you know you have to be good at maths because I want you to be this or you need to be a doctor fighter and I think another thing that I forgot to mention is um if you feel like your child is getting bullied or one of the best things to do for your child is to get them into sports because mm. if you look at the statistics, um, kids that are in sports don't get bullied. They wow. don't get bullied because, yeah, but maybe 
lot of them, I'd say 90% of them don't get bullied because sports is such a thing where um, even running track, you know, they do football clubs, um, rugby clubs, or, you know, there's so many clubs at school, try and get them into a sports club. Sports clubs are so good for children. It's so good for their mental, physical, everything. Mm. So I would say um, if there is a sports club in your school, Mm. try and get your children into it Mm. because it really, really help them with their confidence. Um, Obviously, if it's something they like, if they're not very sporty, then I wouldn't, don't push them into it. Um, But like you said, having hobbies is a very, very good idea because they make different friends there. They improve their confidence and they know that it's something that they like. So they'll, Mm. you know, they'll feel happy doing it. Mm. That's that's great. And, you know, we've mentioned also in terms of sports, there are a variety of different sports that somebody can do. So it's about, you know, finding out what the individual likes. I remember uh, one of the young people who used to come to me and she, she wanted to do a specific type of sport but then because her mom wanted something that she couldn't do as a child she made her do a different sport okay child found if she really did not like was it ballet yes she hated it she was like even the shoes you know i don't like wearing it yeah at my feet bless her so it's very important to find and you've mentioned that there is that what the child likes right i mean Mm. it's great that you and it comes from a good intention where the parents if they couldn't do something as a child they try to get their their children to do it so it comes from a good intention but that can be damaging for the child because Mm. that's something you wanted but then the child could be wanting something completely different Different because the child is yeah. a different personality there so it's quite important to find what this thing the, the child actually likes in order for to make sure that we nurture their personality mm-hmm. so that comes to the end of our show Hasina thank you so much for being here thank and for you sharing. for having me <laughs> yeah no thank you as well for being here and sharing it sharing your journey um, to success and that included the challenges that you've experienced as well and it's not easy to share challenges and as you said you know it took you quite a while to talk about bullying mm. But it is part of the journey. And by sharing yeah. it with others as well to see that actually it forms part of the success. Um, and also success is not just, you know, based on great things. There are a lot of, mm. you know, difficulties behind that as well. So thank a lot you. of hard work goes into it, yes. Yes, absolutely. So Jazakallah khair for being here and sharing all that to us, sharing all that with us. Thank you, listeners, thank for being you. with us today as well. Thank you, Hazina, and I hope you have enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Please do stay tuned to future shows where there will be more stories to share. This show takes place every Monday, 6 to 7, so please stay tuned. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org? And follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at InspireFM Luton.